Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by our very own Almanac. The Wrestle Talk Almanac is back and bigger than ever and is the must-have guide to wrestling in 2019. Where else will you find who won all of wrestling's most important tournament, discover the real names of over a thousand wrestlers and see the star ratings for literally thousands of matches? There's also coverage of over 250 shows from around the world with star ratings, reviews, match times, outcomes and attendance figures, which will likely be inflated on Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard's podcasts. Not only that, but our boffins here at WrestleTalk HQ have put together win-loss statistics for every wrestler from every major promotion. So now you can be that annoying stat guy at your wrestling parties. Or maybe you can find yourself a time machine and give a copy of it to your past selves so they can place a few bets and then buy a casino. I'm obviously joking, I'm not condoning betting, it's a Back to the Future Part 2 joke. Finally, the first 100 purchases will get a hand-signed photo of Ollie and myself, which I guess some people might think is a good thing. So what are you waiting for? Order it now by using the links in the podcast description or go to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. That's wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Chopper P. Quinnell. Hello, hi. No I'm cho- not doing Chopper of the Morning anymore. <laughs> I'm that doing was, very well, thank you very much. That's How are you? good. I'm good, yeah. yeah? I'm all right, yeah. You've been quiet today, man. Have I? I don't know, maybe it's just the office has felt quiet today. Yeah, I guess, because we've not got Ollie, mm-hmm. and we didn't have uh, Randy Andy in until recently. He's only Is he actually in now? He's in now, Oh, yeah. okay, good. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, he's normally the biggest source of noise. Oh, not necessarily good noise, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just been quiet. I think I've had my head down a lot today, just getting, yeah. getting stuff done, trying to watch stuff for Wrestle Ramble Extra. Although, mm. I say that, Ollie's not going to be able to watch it until he gets back. Yeah, so, so you're, I'm, you're I'm, rushing through for no reason. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, come when we actually come, when we come around to recording it, I'll have forgotten everything that happens on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, th- I think I've been kind of head down as well today because I obviously had to come in, do my part of the news, and then I was just watching SmackDown. So. Yeah. 
that's pretty much it. And then I had lunch and now I'm here. So, yeah. Just what a day. Stuff to do. Yeah. A day in the life of Pete Quinnell. <laughs> uh, Joseph Rios sent us an email to say uh, that he was at Double or Nothing. And, oh, nice. Uh, really wish you guys could have seen the sign that I brought, but unfortunately they didn't let me take it in due to it, due to it being so big. But I didn't want you to think I was lying when I said I took a support WrestleTalk sign. So we sent a picture oh, of nice. him with the support WrestleTalk sign. The thing I like the most about that is it's the updated logo. It's the updated logo. That's amazing. Also, that sign is too big. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's that's... not actually that big a sign. No, it's not. That's... I don't agree with that at all. No, I, I uh, would have a word with the MGM and say, mm. like, yeah, lads. Yeah. It's not that big, really, when you consider it. Yeah, exactly. Have a word with Cody. Come on. Get yeah. him on the phone. Uh, and James Dillon also emailed in saying that he was listening to our Raw review yesterday and we were discussing a pack match that we were watching, but he uh, didn't catch the name of the opponent. So I'll say it again. It was Cara Noir, C-A-R-A, Noir, N-O-I-R. Yep. Good spell of me. I'm a published author. Yeah, yeah, Cara Noir. It's really good. I actually finished watching it this morning after I watched SmackDown, and it is Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. It's ended up on my top 10 like wrestling matches of the year. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I also I gave out a bit of love to um, Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan mm, yes. from Impact's uh, Slammiversary on Sunday and actually got some bloody flack for it. Really? Because I didn't praise the rest of the pay-per-view oh from, for some Impact fans. It was like, Jeez. oh, God, the, well, the rest of the show was very good as well. I was like, I didn't say the show was crap. I just said this main event's really good. People go, uh, what's the entire show? I was like, I did, mate. And I really enjoyed this main event. Thank you very much. Hell. God, some people. Some Jesus. people. Having said that, and we'll talk about this on the show today as well because they did recap it. A lot of people defending that main event segment of Raw. Really? No. Oh, yeah. A lot of people defending it, saying, like, it God. makes perfect sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, apparently, for some people, it does make perfect sense. It, it just doesn't. <laughs> uh, and this comes from uh, Blake Ham's number one fan, mm. uh, Ibrahim, or Ibhiram. Abhiram. Abhiram Gudimela? Ab- yes. Mm. Well done, you. Remember the name. Abhiram, I'm going to say. Um, okay, uh, so I'm not going to greet everyone because this bothers me so much, except for Blake Ham, obviously. I'm his number one fan after all. So this is in response to our spoiler chat that we were having yesterday. Right, yeah. On the, uh, the SmackDown, oh, sorry, on the Raw review, rather. So let's hear what he has to say. I agree with most of what you said. There are some things where you're mistaken. Number one. Never say we're mistaken. No. We're not mistaken on anything. <laughs> These are opinions after all. Yeah. It says, in fact, Raw and SmackDown air at 8 o'clock every, uh, every day in... Pa- Sorry. In fact, Raw and SmackDown air at 8 o'clock every day in different parts of the US. I live in California and therefore there's like one other time zone that's behind me in time. By the way, my time zone is PST. That means the Raw and SmackDown air in New York first at 5 p.m. PST, then in Texas, where I think the man, the myth, the legend, Blake Ham lives, and at 6 p.m. PST, and then finally in Arizona at 7 p.m. PST before I can watch it at 8 p.m. PST. Pay-per-views are a different story because I watch them on the network and they take place uh, at the same time throughout the world. WWE posts uh, on its own Instagram about everything that happens on Raw and SmackDown. So this is where he gets to his... Uh, us taking um, well, him right. taking umbrage with the fact that I'm saying that it's a live broadcast, yeah, and that's kind of fair game, right? Even though he's sort of like still arguing uh, with the same argument, and he's actually agreeing with us, but still, yes. Anyway, 
Um, where did we get to? So, uh, WWE posts on its own Instagram about everything that happens on Raw and SmackDown. So essentially, I have to spend three hours of my day off social media so I don't catch spoilers. Remember that sentence. Okay. I found out about Taker's return to help Roman and Cedric's return last night through WWE's own Instagram page. You yourself, mate. <laughs> Just don't go on social media then. Just said you have to spend three hours <laughs> off social media. Is life that tough? That you've got to be tied to Instagram at all, all hours of the day. Unless you are required to be on social media for like your job or something like that, I can understand it. But if you're not, then just don't go on social media. There's lots of other things you can do in your life. Go for a walk. Yeah, anything. Which is exercise. Um, yes, it is. Anyway, where do we get to? Uh, so when you guys say something live on TV can be spoiled as long as it's not a troll, that means you guys can talk about live TV on The Ramble the next day. That's justified, but it isn't justified when a show hasn't aired all throughout the world, or at least a major part of the world. Even shows like The Flash, The 100, and other random bunch of stuff are spoiled for me. It is definitely my fault I go onto social media and I find spoilers from fan accounts. It's not okay when WWE themselves spoil their own show before I've had a chance to see it. Well, that last bit there sounds a bit entitled. A little bit. And also, it's WWE. They are also treating it like it's a live format, which yeah. it is. It is a live show that, that goes out live. I'm very surprised to hear that they broadcast at different times in the US. I was always under the impression that, uh, that they all broadcast at the same time. And re- depending on what time zone you're in, it'll be a different time of the day. Because mm-hmm. I'd always heard that, oh, this goes up at... 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. I'd always hear that kind of time frame. I guess that's changed because I definitely remember hearing it about Raw and SmackDown from years ago. Maybe that's changed now and maybe they do do it at different times. I know obviously they do it for pay-per-views, like you said. But um, yeah, I'd be surprised if that's actually the case. Well, it, it sounds like it's obviously a network thing not the wwe network thing but the channels yes. that are choosing to air so it's the the affiliate channels that are airing the show say that while it is airing at 5 p.m eastern which i think is what new york i think that's the new york uh, new york yeah it's eastern right yeah so yeah. Like i say say it's airing at 5 p.m eastern um but here out on with our affiliate we've got something that will air at um six o'clock so we yeah. can't air it at the same time that mm. it is going out live so we have to air it on an hour tape delay yeah and again i don't i don't blame wwe in this at all no not i at think all. that they they have a live tv format they air their show live we get it live here in the uk which mm-hmm. is why it airs at 1 a.m and therefore they have to treat it like it's a live thing problem is you can't ask every tv show or network to kind of bow down to everyone's different requirements because there's no way you can manage that exactly yeah and and you you said yourself there's a very easy solution which is just don't go on social media so i suggest taking your own advice if you're doing that if you know that you have to like avoid three hours worth of instagram i don't know what you would do on instagram for three hours What is an Instagram? Oh, it's so it's so weird. I don't. So that's the picture one, right? That's the picture one. Yeah. So it's literally people just posting pictures with with captions. That's Facebook, though. Sort of, but worse. Because <laughs> Facebook, you can do other things on it. Instagram, you can't. It's just pictures and videos with captions. Fair enough. Well, mm. um, anyway, the debate rolls on, I guess. Well, at least now it's actually, it almost feels like it is turning into a debate. Oh, here this, we go. This is the right. next big Wrestle Talk debate. I can't think of a good name for it off the top of my head. Well, this is why we outsource these things. That's true, yeah. Right. Help us, <laughs> Pod Swafters. Um, we've got a Rusev Hay after this portion of the show where we're going to be talking about SmackDown. And can Kevin Owens save SmackDown? I mean, Eric Bischoff's coming in, so good luck, mate. Here is the show. Oh! 
Let's talk about this week's SmackDown Live. Now, you and I haven't actually had a chance to talk about this yet because no. you watched it uh, after I did. You watched it after you got into work, in fact. Indeed. I, I thought did. this was a pretty terrific show. Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah? yeah it was all right, yeah. Uh, it had a pretty good uh, beginning, very good ending. Uh, some of the stuff in the middle was a bit, but overall, pretty good. I, I I I thought it was better than than uh, than okay. I thought it was actually pretty terrific, mostly because of this man right here, because of Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, he was great. Kevin Owens was absolutely superb mm. on this show because uh, the show opened with Dolph Ziggler arriving. Instantly, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fucking Dolph, he's still here. And like, Kayla Braxton walks up. Apparently, actually, Dolph has said in an interview that he's sticking around for a bit. So I don't know why I'm surprised. That's unfortunate. Anyway, Caleb Braxton approaches him to talk about the Kevin Owens situation from last week where Kevin Owens turned babyface by attacking him. And Dolph said that he's a tub and I was carrying him just like I've been carrying this company, yada, yada, yada. And then Owens arrives by like honking his horn, being like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. It's like in a parking lot. And he gets out and they get into an argument and Owens just starts throwing these punches. And they get into this big pull apart brawl. Shane comes out there. There's lower mid card geeks out there to kind of like keep them apart. Shane tells Owen to leave. But, and then we cut backstage and Shane, because this was obviously earlier today, we cut backstage. Shane is with not Renee. And apparently the main event of the show was meant to be Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. But Shane has now canceled that main event because he sent Owens home. And everyone's like, oh, boo. But then all of a sudden, Owens just walks out. Owen walks out and he starts cutting this promo. And it was a wicked, wicked promo. It was so good. There was so much passion and fire behind this promo where he just starts screaming down the microphone that Shane needs to hear the truth and he talks about all the things that the fans have been upset about he basically is our voice now and saying that they cut that all the McMahons came out and said that they were going to start listening to the fans and all that's happened is Shane McMahon has been given more power and he's taken up more TV time and he starts screaming and yelling and throwing the bits off the commentary table and he's all fired up and Shane McMahon comes out and tries to cut off his microphone and he keeps shouting out and he's saying cut off his mic cut off his mic stop him talking Owen still keeps going and still just keeps ranting and raving and saying, like, uh, you call yourself your best in the world, and that's a slap in the face of the whole roster that breaks their backs every week and all that stuff. Eventually, his mic kind of gets cut out, and he grabs a different one and starts again, jumps on the commentary table and keeps talking. It was awesome stuff. And Shane was there with, like, all the tech guys on the side just trying to figure out how to mute his microphone, which was awesome. And then after that one cut, get, gets cut off, he picks up Byron Saxon's headset and just carries on. Obviously, the crowd can't hear that, but the the viewers at home most certainly can. And he starts listing off all these people that we haven't seen on TV. And he's like, you're taking up TV time from guys like Buddy Murphy, from guys like Asuka, Kyrie Sane, AOP, Apollo Crews, and starts listing all these guys. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're quite right. He is taking up all the TV time from these guys. Uh, It was fantastic. Eventually, Shane managed to get out some security guys, and then he said, make sure he stays out in uh, Evans. Not Evans, thank God. Her as well. Yeah, her as well. Uh, Owens uh, runs off through the crowd uh, and escapes, essentially. It was such a good promo. And it's the sort of promo where, and I kind of expected this, a few people have messaged me going like, do you think it was unscripted? Do you think Mm. he went off script? He's like, absolutely not. It's 100% scripted. It's 100% signed off by Vince McMahon. But it's where Vince does often find this sort of like modicums of brilliance in there where he essentially just gets a wrestler to go out and vent the frustrations of the fans, but through a wrestler... 
He did it with CM Punk, and he did it perfectly mm-hmm. with CM Punk when he's when CM Punk cut that promo about his frustrations with the company, which were his frustrations. But everything in that promo had been signed off by Vince. It was written by him and Vince. And this is one of those things where it felt like it was written by the wrestler and Vince. And they sort of came together and to basically say, that promo you cut in December where you said, we're the authority and things are going to change was a load of balderdash yeah. because nothing changed. The show is exactly the same it is, only now we just have more Shane. Shane is over every single show. He's in main event storylines as if he's the biggest heel on the roster when actually there are people that should be given a chance that could be on TV. Buddy Murphy, week 13, we're into now of him not being featured on SmackDown and no, that YouTube promo doesn't count. It's 13 weeks of no Buddy Murphy. That insane. is insane. What, in which case, what was the point of taking him off 205 Live? If you had no plan to use him on SmackDown, you may as well have just kept him on 205 Live, where at least he'd be able to, I don't know, wrestle and yeah. be in front of crowds and this, that, and the other. Like, wait until you've got to... Anyway, we've got off topic there. But I thought this was a wicked promo. As you said, very fiery. Yeah. Very... Felt like someone venting their frustrations. And because it felt like it was the voice... You could almost call him the voice of the voiceless. You could. Because he was channeling a lot of what WWE fans like you, I, Randy, everyone in this office, and a lot of people who are watching this show have, it makes it warms you even more to him as a babyface. I'm so more into Kevin Owens as a babyface now than I was when he was hanging out with his kid at the cinema or when he was hanging out with the New Day. This Kevin Owens could save SmackDown. Because SmackDown has been pretty rubbish since the wild card for sure and it's got steadily worse because it just started to become a raw replay show this is the sort of thing that if this is a smackdown only act i could i can see people getting behind it massively absolutely yeah i think the only slight criticism i have of this promo is that it's a wwe promo talking about all the problems that wwe has the solution to this would be just don't have the problems, and then you wouldn't need to have a promo like this. It's always strange to me that you have a guy pointing out all the problems of the company that he's working for, and that company wrote it. So they know that they have these problems. They know what the fans are thinking, but they just don't fix it. Oh, yeah. And there's that part of me that's like, this is a really great promo, and I'm so invested in Kevin Owens, but like, just don't have Shane then, if you know well, that's yeah, the yeah. problem. There's, there's just that part of me that just reminds me that like, yeah, WWE, you're really screwing up right now. Stop doing that. But it's, uh, I brought this up on, I think it was a podcast intro uh, that me and Ollie did. Um, a friend of mine sent me a message that seven years ago he had posted, um, so Vince McMahon has come out on TV and admitted that the product is rubbish and they're going to have to do much better in order to turn things around. He was like, that was seven years ago. Cut forward, fast forward seven years, Vince is cutting the exact same promo. Every now and again, you just get these promos where wrestlers come out and say, like, well, this is a bit rubbish. And they're company written promos. I guess some things just will never change. But I, I will say that it does kind of work for me sometimes, though. Like this yeah. in particular, when, when Owens does it, because he has got such a good voice and such good delivery with his promo, I totally buy into the words that he's saying. When I'm listening to it, it doesn't feel like this is a Vince McMahon scripted thing. This is Kevin Owens venting his frustrations. So for me, that worked. I actually have a slightly different criticism of it, though. Mm. Um, my criticism of it is that by doing this promo, well, Kevin Owens has now fallen into the thing that he was criticizing in this promo. <laughs> His big yeah. criticism of WWE is too much Shane, and now he's feuding with Shane. Yeah. So Shane is now involved with 
The Revival, Elias, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, The Undertaker, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler now, because Dolph Ziggler got pulled into the mid-card vortex. Yep. Shane McMahon's Omni-Shane. So that's like, there's seven or eight people there that he's currently involved with or feuding. Oh, The Miz is another one. Miz. So there's like eight or nine people that he's feuding with or is currently involved with. That's too many people for Shane McMahon to be involved with. And Cedric Alexander? Just, oh, question, yeah, maybe mark. A question mark maybe Cedric's <laughs> in there maybe Gary comes back and get another person there it's too many people to be yeah. involved in a Shane McMahon storyline one Shane McMahon storyline where he's the central focus I mean it makes this promo correct because there is way too much Shane and you have all these things that you can quite clearly see Shane is taking up way too much TV time but Shane's taking up way too much TV time so stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> he's taking up too much TV time so we're going to give him another feud <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's the answer, to yeah. be honest. But I, I think this happened uh, recently when uh, Miz came out and cut a... Uh, not exactly the same promo, because I don't think he was quite... He doesn't have quite the same fire that Owens does. It didn't quite come off quite the same. But he came out and he said, it's enough of Shane. We've had way too much Shane. And then he comes out and shows a slow-mo re uh, slow replay of Shane McMahon doing something stupid. And it's like, oh, look at Shane. Isn't he funny? It's like, you were just complaining there's too much Shane on the show and now you're showing us more Shane. Stop doing that. They're shaming us but, more show. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the main event of the show was changed from uh, the uh, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler into Dolph Ziggler versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was on SmackDown <laughs> this what? week. I know, right? A SmackDown star on SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> uh, and thank you to uh, Randy Eddie Datsun for sending us across this information. The last time Roman Reigns was on an episode of SmackDown was May 28th. It's a month and a half where he essentially didn't show up on the show that he's meant to be on. Uh, fun fact for you, the last time Finn Balor was on TV, was, uh, well, wrestling at the very least, was May 14th. Oh, my God. It's two months. That's Your so Intercontinental long. Champion was not featured. He had one match at Super Showdown, but on SmackDown, on that's Smackdown. the last time he wrestled. Yeah. That is hilarious. It's really bad. Uh, anyway, so the match was Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. And, um, yeah, and actually, the other thing I will praise about this main event is they did the entrances, then they went to an ad break, and then the match started. Well done. It's not that hard. It's, it's really not that difficult. There was no nonsense restarting of a match because of some outside interference. They just scheduled the intros and the ad breaks and the match. Lovely stuff. On this episode of SmackDown, there was not one two out of three falls match. There wasn't an elimination match. There were just matches. Although I will, I'm going to have a pop of the triple threat because that oh, was yeah. very dumb. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, but this was your standard match. The Omni Shane got involved because uh, Drew and Elias were at ringside and they pushed Roman into the um, post and Dolph worked him over for a long time. And then Roman started making a comeback. He's punching Elias. He does a big dive onto all three of them. And then Kevin Owens runs out from the crowd and he stuns Shane McMahon. Mm. Roman gets in, spear to Dolph. He gets the win. Crowd, it was a really chaotic and fun ending to the show. And the crowd were massively into everything. They were so into Kevin Owens stunning Shane. Mm. And they were so into Roman winning. Yeah. And Roman overcoming the odds. I thought the crowd was great. I thought the structure of the match at the end was very, very good. I, I thought it was a bit of a home run segment, actually. Yeah, I, I think the match that preceded it was fine. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit bored towards it's the end. It's what of you it. would expect. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then 
Roman started making his comeback. The crowd started getting into it. And then you had uh, Shane McMahon trying to run distractions. And then it led to like a super kick onto Reigns. And then Owens comes out and everyone goes mental. And yeah, it was it was a great ending to the show. And it just makes me think that Kevin Owens could be a top baby face. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I, I, he was always going to be pushed as a top baby face. But whether or not he could find a way to connect to the crowd... But this is a way of connecting to the crowd. And he really has, through that promo and through his actions at the end of the show, it really felt like he was connecting to the crowd on a way that I didn't think that he would do as a babyface because he's such an effective heel. Obviously, he's a great babyface as well. But I didn't. Like, this was almost, I'm not going to go too far, but if you can continue this wave of momentum, this is Becky Lynch levels. Mm-hmm. This is Kofi Kingston levels of people really getting into someone. Yeah. And, and I don't I, want to get ahead of ourselves, obviously. And... Obviously, I think the comparisons are there between him and uh, Stone Cold, just with his actions from this week. Not in terms of popularity or anything like that yet, but just from his actions this week of going against the authority figure, coming out and stunning him, even though he's been you know, barred from the building, and then running off afterwards. That's awesome. Keep doing that. People love Stone Cold, and I think they'll like... I mean, people were comparing Becky to Stone Cold as well. Yep. You can get some of that, not exactly you know, uh, 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 rinse, repeat of exactly the same stuff, but if you have elements of that kind of uh, uh, popularity from Stone Cold, I think people are going to catch on. And Owens will catch on. Yes. Become a top babyface. Absolutely. I thought it was a very, very fun show. I'm really into Kevin Owens at the moment. And I thought their show long storyline was a lot of fun. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we also, we very much love our Patreon pledge hammers. And it's time to shout out some of those Patreon pledge hammers at the $25 and above level. If you want to join this illustrious group, like Randy once was, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and become a pledge hammer today, like these fine folk. Scott Howard the Duck. He's funnier than Deadpool. Praise him. Jonathan Priestan. Praise him like you should. Crinius the Killer Clown. Damian Wayne. Wilson Fisk. Tantalizing Travis Magtolo. Yeah, he is tantalizing. Shimmy Gang got Zachary Robert Crowley Barrow. Nice. Better than mine. Boom, boom. Colt Sample. Yes. Duncan. Just Duncan. It's yeah. a reference to saying very obscure in Nord. Nice. Nice, yep. They are only known as hashtag Team LOL. Robert Spencer. Period. Nice. Yes. Good Monster Brand impersonation. Ryan B. Bad. Ryan B. Bad. So bad. You son of a bitch. Dylan Tyrrell Reeves. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Go on, Dylan. Shower Lurker, which is still weird. <laughs> Jacob Bates. And finally, it's King George Phillips. Who we have seen a couple of times at the Prince Charles Cinema. We Thank have. you He's very, a great very guy. Let's see what you have to say in them super chats. Yes, we will. And we are not starting with Tim Arndt, <laughs> unfortunately. Slacky. But he is the fourth one. Oh, so, <laughs> Come Tim, on, mate. Fuck up your ideas, lads. What are you playing at? But we are starting with Jobber JJ, one of our very frequent super chatters, who says, KO is back, baby. Is he the mainstream answer? Possibly. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, there's. He might. You, you don't know who's going to catch fire. No. Straight fire. And, so and, he could do. And I think he's one of those guys that uh, he can connect with a lot of people because he's naturally very funny. He's got a look that uh, a lot of people can relate to. He's very easily connectable with a lot of people. So I think, yeah, he could be. There are always going to be those people, though, that don't like him because he does not look like a typical wrestler. But, I'm doing big air quotes for podcast listeners. Yeah, that. but I don't agree with that at all. Neither do because I. Because he carries himself like a wrestler. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if you have the look or not because he carries himself like a star yeah. and that's all that matters. Absolutely. But he's got little grey hairs in his beard now. I don't know if you saw that. Very stressed yeah, out, very you know. Yeah. All the Shane stuff. Uh, Oblivious Kari says, Kevin brings life to the worst story in one night. I don't think this is the worst story though because no. we've also got Bailey, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Mm. Correct. That's show. the worst and story. And that is the worst story. It's also not the blandest story because I'm still giving that to Ember Moon and Fire and Desire. Mm. Oh, Slaver story that is. Oh, apparently so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, but I do agree with you that he actually did inject some life into this. Because bearing in mind, He's not involved in Extreme Rules. See, the thing is now, I really want to see a Shane-Kevin Owens match at SummerSlam, but I don't think that's what we're going to get, because I think it's going to be Shane-Roman. But... Uh, maybe. Oh, but maybe. You know what? We were joking that they were going to extend out Roman versus Shane to Survivor Series. Oh, God. Maybe this is the way they do it, by actually doing Shane-Kevin Owens at and SummerSlam. And then Shane has to win, though, for that. 
Well, yeah, but that, you know, would you rather that him win the WWE Championship? He's not going <laughs> to win the WWE Championship. I don't know where this is coming from. Jobber JJ again <laughs> says KO laid the smackdown on Shane McMahon. Certainly did. That he did. That yeah. he did. Great. Tim Arndt, where have you been, Tim? <laughs> says, won't be super chatting much for the rest of the week. Money's running low, but I still love you guys. He says he's getting paid on Friday. Oh, mate. I mean, you donate more than you really should do. But Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, if money you. is running low, please stop, <laughs> stop donating. Please. Thank you very much. You aren't obliged to do it yeah there you go go. timothy jones says i want to believe ko's words were a shoot not a work i'm afraid there was a work you can believe it you can believe it absolutely but But that's the key to it you're supposed to believe that it's a shoot exactly yeah but like like the pipe bombing was all a work you can Mm. believe anything you want yeah jonathan hedman says good day everyone hello Hello. jonathan the headmaster Please stop changing your name on the Wrestle League. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps flitting between Headmaster and the Brain, and he seems to forget every single time which one he's done. But I keep making sure you get the right points. Oh, Will the much. Professor Hello. says, if KO, Shane, and Taker um, drew at SummerSlam, who is the opponent for Reigns? Uh, love you guys from North Carolina. P.S. My five-year-old daughter loves Ollie. Can you That's read that nice. question again? You flubbed yes. it. I, I couldn't quite make. I didn't. I read it as it's written, but I think what he means is, um, if it's KO Shane and Taker Drew at mm. SummerSlam, right? Okay. Who's Reigns facing? Interesting. That's a good question. Um, who else is he feuding with? Maybe it's him and maybe it's him and Kofi. Maybe it's him and Miz. Oh, no, I was, I was send saying, that one out. I'm going to say it's him and Kofi. Maybe he gets the big win at Extreme Rules, <sighs> and that sets him up for the next WWE Championship <sighs> picture. Yeah, I mean, you want your biggest stars in their biggest matches. Otis. So, um, yeah, Roman Roman Kofi for the title. Hmm? Fair That's enough. Uh, Job at JJ says, I felt differences between Raw and SmackDown Live this week. You, yes. Well, yeah, were. I mean, one, yeah. Was, one was good, the other one wasn't. But, to be yeah. honest, but I mean, you say differences, they're the, still the exact same shows. Yeah. It's just that this one was actually enjoyable and Raw wasn't. And The Great says, "What are your, who are your top five promos of the last decade? Uh, <laughs> and even though Enzo had a short run with his mic skills, were amazing, he didn't even need one sometimes. Um, so the last 10 years. Last 10 years. Punk. Yeah. Obviously. Cena. Yeah. Um, Heyman. Heyman. Um, Owens. Owens, Zane. yeah. I'll go, I'll go with I'll go with yeah. those Becky put in there Johnny Gargano I would, Adam Charlotte, Cole I wouldn't put Becky up there honestly Champa Cole there's so many yeah no way Jose uh, Caleb Maldonado says you can now buy that Ms. Dad t-shirt on the WWW shop or, I mean I, ref- I refuse to believe that because that would be a good t-shirt and I do mm. not think that is WWE shop's <laughs> business model <laughs> Um, they are not in the business of making good t-shirts. We will do three more for now. Um, Wilson Simon says, something was that was popular on YouTube about two months ago was tier lists. Would you guys ever make WWE tier list vids? No. It's a tier list. So it, it's when you rank something from like S oh, to... Oh, like a tier, a not, tier. not like a crying tier. No, 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 tier. Not, not a tier. <laughs> right, a okay. We're going to make you list and make you cry. Well, that's what um, I thought. Yeah, uh, but no, we wouldn't do that because there's way too many wrestlers. It would take way too much time and no one will probably watch it. Yeah, I mean, and, and really, you're not going to beat that crisp one that uh, Channel 5 That's <laughs> true. Which put squares at the worst position when as <laughs> everyone knows, they're the best. Uh, we will be doing something similar, though, on the website. So there keep you go. an so eye nice. on WrestleTalk.com. Yeah. WrestleTalk.com Louise Marie. That, that, really, let's be honest. WrestleTalk.com is where you go to get good content. From exactly. Yeah. 
Um, Louise Marie says, It's good to be back after a long mental health break. You guys helped me through a lot of bad stuff. Nothing but love for you all. Well, welcome back, Louise, and I'm glad to hear that you are feeling better. There's yeah, a big old thumbs up for you, Louise. Awesome. That Always awesome take news. a break if you need Thank one. Thank you very Absolutely. much. So it's great to have you to back. You. Um, but we will always be here. Yes. Will Adams is, who is Luke Owen's number one fan? Says, Kevin Owens said what we were all thinking last night. Yes, and, and, that's, did. and that's why it worked so well. That was yeah. really why it worked so and well. And lastly, uh, B, thank you for your double donation. Thank you, you are very kind. Thank you. So we had all of the Kevin Owens stuff that uh, started the show, but our opening contest was Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura, a match that had been set up a couple of weeks ago. Some people thought it was just being set up for the Japanese tour. Ended up, actually, it's a long-term storyline. So, thumbs up to that. Very Yay. happy with that. Um, and Nakamura had this promo before the match, like it was a sort of an inset promo, where mm. he talked about that he's now on his own. He's no longer part of a tag team. He's going back to being a single star. Don't know what that means for Rusev, who apparently is on the out. Yep. His contract is up soon. Yep. I don't think he's going to be re-signing. No, um, probably not. He is someone who's been very vocal about his frustrations. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't imagine that he'll be one of those people that re-signs when they get offered a nice big money contract like Gallows and Anderson did. Not to, say, not to say that that's wrong, just saying that they were the people that did sign, whereas someone like a, a Moxley was like, no, I'm going to look at it. Don't want it. Yeah. You know what I'd love to see? What's that? Rusev in New Japan. Mm. I, I think it'd be great. To be honest, unless you Rusev anywhere. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Rusev wrestling anywhere. Um, and Balor also had a uh, an inset promo, which was significantly worse than Nakamura's. <laughs> it wasn't great, was it? Where, and I don't blame him. This is all down to the writing, because this writing is absolutely rubbish. Where he said, Nakamura is an artist. He's an artist who paints pictures of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, a load of garbage oh, that is. Bad. It's that was bad. very bad. Yeah, we got Slam poetry. <laughs> this got the shrink screen uh, treatment where they wrestled in the ad break. Balor makes his comeback, but really, the, Nakamura won this match. The key to it is that not only did Nakamura win, he won convincingly. Really convincingly. Very, very convincingly won. He took him onto the outside. He nearly got they, he nearly got Balor counted out. They both nearly got counted out. He hit the Kinshasa on the outside and didn't get counted out again. And then Balor rolls into the ring, gets hit with the Kinshasa, and Nakamura pins him. Yeah. Like, this was an absolute dominating performance by Nakamura, but it was something that was really needed. Absolutely. It was really needed on Nakamura's part, and it was something that felt different in the match as well. It wasn't your typical formulaic match where heel works over face, face comes back, last 30 seconds is the finish. This was Nakamura taking Balor to the outside and trying to get a count-out victory. He was like, I'm going to beat you up a bit, and I'm going to go back in the ring. Oh, he got in at nine. I'll take him back out again. Uh, beat you up a little bit. Throw him into the barricade. Throw him into the steps. Go back in the ring. Oh, you're back in at nine. Cool. Kinshasa on the outside. Oh, just back in at nine. Kinshasa again. All right, fine. I'll just I'll just win in the ring then. Fine. And I particularly like one that second count out attempt. He stayed on the outside with him. Mm. So like he was beating him up, being like, well, if he gets back in at like nine previously, I'll just wait until I nearly get counted out, and then I'll just beat him up more while I'm waiting. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really smart move, but yeah, really crucially, it was that rebuilding phase for Nakamura, who had a pretty lousy second half of 2018 and I, I don't think his WWE championship um, you know attempt run at AJ really did any did him any favours no. 
I think that from WrestleMania onwards, he was on a bit of a downward spiral. And set the Money in the Bank match they had, which I believe was their last man standing match, was the best of their series. Yeah. But it really was just a steady, steady, steady decline. And I don't think the US title win did much for him. The, the United States of Nack America, which just wasn't given any TV time. He won the belt and then wasn't featured on TV. Where well, we've heard that before. Mm. And then he was just, and then he got into a random tag team with Rusev because, well, you're both foreign. Yeah. You can't be baby faces. No, it's bad. I was, um, Attitude Era uh, podcast, Patreon, are reviewing um, Triple H's semi-autobiography but it's also a bit of a workout book mm. and he talks about when he joined the WWF and in, when he was in WCW because he was Jean-Paul mm-hmm. he had a, a sort of like a bit of a French gimmick to him and what Vince wanted was to completely carry over the character and carry over the name but didn't want him to do the French bit because quote we may want to turn you babyface at some point <laughs> That's such a Vince Such a Vinceism. That's amazing. great. But um, anyway, back to this. I thought this was a great way to rehab Nakamura, someone who really, really needed it. And I can't wait to see these two uh, go at it again on pay-per-view. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this really made me excited for a pay-per-view match between the two. They were given a decent amount of time in this one as well. It wasn't a very, you know, it wasn't like a super quick match. Like you said, we had the screen ad break, so it got a decent amount of time. Both of them looked good in the match. Obviously, they're both really good wrestlers, shockingly. Um, there were some really uh, nice inventive spots in there as well. It was great. I really want to see him in a pay-per-view match. Yeah, I completely agree. Backstage, we had Shane McMahon with his Omni-Shane trio of uh, Drew and Elias. Elias is there to me. He's going to write a special funeral song for The Undertaker. Standard heel stuff. Yeah. And then they said, we had Roman exactly where we wanted him <laughs> yesterday until Cedric got in the way. And I was like, lads, you won. You, you won at the end. You, did, you stood tall. Drew, Drew literally said, oh, don't worry. Cedric's getting what's coming to him. You already gave it to him. <laughs> you, you, be, you claimed him yesterday. <laughs> you left him with a bloody mouth. You won, mate. <laughs> you already won. Already rewriting this storyline. Oh, um, and then Dolph walks up, and that's where we get the uh, where Shane makes the match of Dolph versus Roman tonight. Mm. Hype package for Joe versus Kofi, where they blurred out Kofi's middle finger. They did. I thought that was very good. Sorry, one little bit I was going to say about that previous mm-hmm. promo before we go into the the Joe Kofi stuff. Uh, there was one tiny, tiny piece of continuity from WWE here, when uh, Dolph walks away after he's made the match of Dolph versus Roman, Shane turns back to the rest of him and goes, I really like that, Dolph. And Drew just goes, uh, Drew just goes, hey, he's all right. Because <laughs> they feuded. Oh, it was yeah. a whole thing. Oh, yeah, they, they were, were together. Feud. He eliminated Drew from the Royal Rumble, right? which was never followed up on. And they were tag champs last year. They were. Actually, or the year before 2017. Last year? Drew, was last year. Drew, Drew came back in 2017. But I thought they were the tag. I thought the they were tag team last years year. Years are the same year. Really <laughs> because really they were next. They were together with the the Dogs of War with Braun Strowman, which was which was which was last year because that was Hell in right, the Cell okay. where Braun came back. Oh, Braun, where Brock came back. Yeah, so maybe last year. But they were together and then they split up and then they sort of feuded and then they didn't. I just thought it was nice for Drew to just be like, yeah, he's all right. Nice bit of continuity. Yeah. Um, bit of a shame, um, moving back to the Joe Kofi thing, that Kofi's mm. currently dealing with an injury at the moment. Although PW Insider are saying that he's going to be better for, well, he's going to be available, uh, able to wrestle this, this Sunday. So that match isn't in question. Yeah, it seems he has some, quote unquote, back issues, um, yeah. but they don't seem too serious. So, But the just problem with it was, sorry to cut you off there, the problem with it was is that they couldn't really do a big hot angle to sell you on. And it really makes it feel like a lot of Kofi's championship feud since Mania haven't really meant a lot. No. This is... I, I mean, you could say it's the... Th- I'd actually say it's the fourth most important match on the card below uh, the intergender tag match, 
the tag match with Taker and Roman and Braun and Bobby. Ooh, so, so it's okay. fourth on there. And actually, with TV time, it's probably fifth below Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki <laughs> yeah, Cross. Yeah, that's true. So it actually is like, at this point, it's like the fifth most important match on a card. And this final build for that really cements it, where it was just Joe cut a promo and Kofi cut a promo later. And that was that. Yeah. It really does feel like a mid-card title at the moment. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. And it's not their fault, because I think if Kofi could wrestle, I have faith that they would have done something more impactful than a promo. Um, but having said that, Joe's promo was bloody amazing. As is always, he's Joe a very good dinner promo. such a good... Stick him on the list of good promos. That's true. God, Joe is so... I don't care what he's saying. He can make it intimidating. He will make it so you buy everything that he's saying. I love Joe as a promo. He's so good. Actually, on that as well, we completely missed off the list, um, Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, of he course. Had a, he had a there. great promo later on in this show. And uh, Woods and Big E and Kofi as well. Oh, they're all really good as well. Very good promos within WWE. <sighs> Don't always see it. Yeah. Um, then we got, speaking of possibly the fourth most important match on this uh, Extreme Rules card, Nikki Cross and Bailey came out for a contract signing for their two-on-one handicap match. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Cross was representing Alexa Bliss, so I guess by her signing, Alexa Bliss has also signed because she hasn't signed a contract for the match that she's a part of. I think there was a point where Bailey just said, like, are you going to sign for Alexa? It was never brought up again, so... <laughs> um, and, I mean, there's, there's an almost no point in recapping this because the pair of them said the exact same verbiage we've now heard for two months. I am done with this storyline. Alexa's manipulating you. No, no she she's not. Isn't. She's my she's friend. Not. You wouldn't know what a friend is like. I do. Alexa's manip... Uh, I'm done with this, this feud. And it sucks because it's across both shows. I know. And it's just... I'm I'm totally done with it. And, and Bailey saying really stupid lines on top of it, just being like, I know I'm at impossible odds at a two-on-one handicap match. Impossible <laughs> odds? Shut up! You're not! <laughs> Guy, it was, I, yeah, I did not. The story sucks. This was my least favorite segment on the show by leaps and bounds. Easily my least favorite. I yeah. do not like this storyline. I cannot wait for it to be over. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally done with it. And actually, I don't know why Alexa Bliss hasn't been on TV this week. But having no Alexa Bliss within this feud where she is the main character mm-hmm. really, really is hurting it. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I, I don't know where I saw this, so... Don't take this with a massive pinch of salt because this isn't official by any means. I saw something that Alexa might be ill or something like that, which is why she's not been around. Like, normally if you're injured, you can still be on TV, but I think she's been ill, so they've been keeping her off TV. She was, she was not backstage at Raw. That's what I, I heard that yeah. she wasn't backstage at Raw, but I didn't yeah. hear that she was ill. That I can't remember where I've seen that, though. It might have been like a random tweet, so take that uh, with a massive pinch of salt. Randy is on that for us at the moment. Googling Excuse live me. on air. And it led to a match between Nikki and Carmella, which Nikki won. Yeah. Nikki, uh, Nikki won with a Nick Breaker. Yeah, um, it, uh, that was good. Um, Nikki, uh, I think, debuted a new catchphrase, which is awful. Uh, <laughs> which was uh, the last line she said to Bailey before she before Carmella came out for a match was, "You'll see that when it's time to play, Nikki gets all the fun." Yeah, that, that that's is, bad. That, that is no good. That's uh, really bad. Update from Randy Andy so, Uh Mike Johnson of PW Insider Elite is saying that she was actually backstage, just not used. Because uh, she, but she is because she's feeling a bit under the weather. But I there's see. no right. suggestion to. There's nothing to suggest that she won't be there on Sunday. Fair that's enough. good. Uh, they finally, 
finally recapped the Kabuki Warriors beating the Iconics from two weeks ago in Japan. Um, and then we got uh, Royce and Kay walking out of their locker room and Paige and the Kabuki Warriors are waiting for them and said we want to make a match official, but Royce said that Kay is sick and Paige calls them clowns and then said the match is coming, but there's no announcement of when that's going to be because I don't think the writers care enough no, to plot really that don't. out. No, Paige slaps Billy Kay. And then they all like scrub and go, Whoa. and then she was like, hey, weren't you sick? And they were like, yes. And then they walk off. It was really, wasn't great. So the story is, and this is not like a rumored uh, thing. This is straight from uh, their mouths. But the Bella Twins were meant to be the first challengers to the Iconics after WrestleMania. In fact, the story goes, is they put the belts on the Iconics so that the Bellas could come back and have a feud with them. But then because Nikki can't really wrestle now because she's a bit too banged up and Breeze retired herself, but, you know, this, that, and the other. She was wrestling last year, but I don't think she wants to be doing too much of it. Those plans fell through, and apparently they had no backup plans. So that is why the Iconics have not been featured in a feud since Wrestle Bloody Mania, yep. which was, what, three pay-per-views ago now? Stomping Grounds, Super Showdown, Money in the Bank. Bank. Yeah. So three. So, oh, and four is Extreme Rules. So nothing on the card for Extreme that. Extreme Rules, yeah. I mean, granted, they wouldn't have... I'm running up. I'm allowed a super showdown. So yeah. let's, let's say well, three for now, including yeah. Extreme Rules. But um, yeah, that sucks. Genuinely, what was the point of putting the belts on them? Obviously, apart from the Bellas thing. So I, I'm, I, it, it sucks. I'm really I, upset I, I don't understand that either. Uh, while, and I know I might get some flack for this. I would have actually enjoyed seeing the Bellas go up against the Iconics. I think that would have been a fun little one pay-per-view cycle feud. It would have been good promo work. And it would have been good promo work, and it would have cemented the Iconics as women's tag team champions. If they won. If they won, yeah, which I assume, they wouldn't have fingers done. crossed, <laughs> yeah. they would. Let's be honest, Pete. They wouldn't have done. They would. I have faith. Um, but then to not have... Any other women's tag teams at all ready to face the Iconics? You have several. You had four in the match at WrestleMania. Pick one of them. And any of them. The bizarre thing is, is they did set up a storyline between the Iconics and the Kabuki Warriors, but then just dropped it. Yeah. And then they set one up with Fire and Desire, and then just dropped it. I, d I don't understand. Don't Genuinely know. don't understand. It's almost as if they shouldn't have done women's tag team championships because they don't have enough time each week to get all the belts on the show. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, 24-7 belt wasn't on this show either. Um, yes, it was. Was it? Oh, yes, it was. I'll point it out later. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a tiny little cameo. It was great. Uh, Becky was on the cover, or is on the cover, rather, of ESPN Magazine with Alison Brie of Glow. Looking cool. forward to the new season of Glow, because I think Glow mm. is terrific. I, I think, I haven't watched season two yet. I oh, think I'm, I'm on the last episode of season one, oh, I want to say. Yeah. That's good. And then I need to catch up. While I'm also on my recommendations, um, season three of Stranger Things is Chef's Kiss. <laughs> Not at the start. I would say <laughs> it really gets going in the final three episodes. <laughs> final you, three or four episodes, I would say. Are you one of those guys where it's like, if you stick with it, it will get better? Uh, unlike, I think season one and two, just like they just get off with a bang. And season three, I, I wasn't massively keen on the choices that they made. And it's weird that they all have adult voices now. <laughs> yeah. But the last four episodes are brilliant. Really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and it was better than the recap of uh, the main event of Raw, which were dumb. I'm still sticking with that. I, I, know, I, I know I got a lot of flack for it yesterday. And a lot of flack on Twitter for people saying, you're an idiot. The main event segment made all the sense because Cedric stopped Roman being beaten down. <laughs> My argument to that is, Roman was on the outside beaten up 
and they pin Cedric in the ring. If they wanted to, they could have continued beating both of them down because they won. I, yeah. I mean, the point of the match... And you could make the argument that the point of Shane choosing Roman's partner is so that Shane and Drew wanted to beat up Roman in preparation for Sunday. Sure, Cedric, quote-unquote, stopped them from beating up Roman, um, but they he still lost and now has no momentum going into Sunday, and they still beat up Roman in the match. So... Also, if your plan was just to beat up Roman Reigns because you had an old janitor on the outside, why did you start beating up the janitor? I know, yeah. you, I know your heels and that, mm. but really, Cedric's plan relied on them trying to beat him up. Yeah, and also, if your plan was to beat up Roman in a tag match, why not just do a handicap match? <laughs> Another great <laughs> point from Pete Quinnell. Speaking of Roman Reigns, he was backstage with Not Renee, and this is now two shows in a row where Roman has cut very sleepy promos. Yeah. This was an absolutely nothing. He said nothing here. He just said, um, I'm, I'll be there Sunday. Shane and Drew will rest in peace. I, I genuinely, <laughs> I've just looked at my notes. I haven't written a word of what Roman said because I, I genuinely couldn't tell you. He didn't, say, he didn't say anything. No. Although I will say that uh, not Renee. Uh, she was really excited to introduce Roman. She was really excited. She's she like, turned guys, up work. it's Roman Reigns, everyone. It's like, oh my God, all right. Well, everyone was just stunned that he was there. Roman's here. <laughs> I'm Smackdown. I am shocked. What are you doing here? Um, they, uh, nice little botch. They played New Day's music before Big E did his intro. That was great. Um, but this uh, was a fun little promo segment where you had uh, Big E and Woods in the ring. And uh, Big E said that <laughs> this isn't what he had in mind when he heard he was in a three-way this Sunday. hey hey Knob joke. And then he said... <laughs> that after this Sunday, though, all three of them can touch their championship tips. Knob jokes. Um, and then Brian and Rowan came out next, and Brian was awesome. He's great, isn't so he? So good. He was just like, you guys are not taking this seriously. You guys are a joke. You may be some of the best athletes in WWE. You may have had some of the best tag matches, but no one takes you seriously because you don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. I thought this was a great promo from Ryan, uh, from Brian. You Ryan. don't get out of the mid card because everyone treats you like a comedy act oh, because that's what you are. It's like, oh, great line. Awesome. So, so good. But Woods wants to hear from Rowan. It's just like, you know, you were led by Bray, you were led by Harper, now you're led by uh, Brian. We just want to know who your daddy is. Hey! And the crowd did chant, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Yeah, so, brother. yeah, it really worked. Which was great, yeah. And heavy Machinery came out, and poor old Tucker had some terribly scripted stuff. It wasn't mm. good, was it? Oh, I bless his heart. Because he's the promo guy. <laughs> Supposedly. Well, no, he is, because Otis, like, he could, really, Otis, Otis is strength. Otis's strength on promos is not saying a lot. Just saying his catchphrases. Exactly. And just going like... Tucky and we're coming. Yeah. Like that's that's all you need to have him do. So then Tucker has to do all of the bulk of it, but they give him just this stuff. We are blue color solid. That means X, Y, and Z. We're going to be champions. Uh, but a da, ha da, but da. We're coming. And that's a promo segment for the heavy machinery. I yeah. feel bad for Tucker. I don't, I'm not blaming him. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's just it's, very... it's really not. And it it was some pretty stunted delivery but i think some of it was okay some of it was a bit just like mm, yeah come on, let's not, get to the match now he's not as good as daniel bryan or the new day no exactly um 
And I did enjoy Otis, though, when he said they're going to be the WWE champions. He did it in the same style as uh, New Day, as, as Woods would do. Like, yeah, WWE. W- I really enjoyed that. It was fun. That was great. And it led to a three-way, a very fun three-way, between awesome. Otis, Brian, and Xavier Woods. Um, but... So there was outside interference. There wasn't even outside interference. The people on the outside had a brawl, and then they were like, well, this match is going to have to be restarted. And I'm like, okay, so it's an ad break. And then they went to a shrink screen. So the match just could have continued. The match, <laughs> they could have just wrestled during the shrink screen like Balor and Nakamura did earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. They need to restart the match. I genuinely, I didn't pick up on the whole restarting thing. Because I, I was watching the match and there was the outside brawl and they all got ejected. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then it went to a shrink screen and I was like, cool, it's still going to rest through the thing. And I was watching through the shrink screen, wasn't really paying attention. I guess I missed that bit. Whether well, it was just a, like, Todd Phillips has just become so used to saying it. Yeah. That he just said it because, oh, I mean, I guess the match is restarting. <laughs> I didn't understand I why we still had to have a shrink screen while the match was being restarted. Anyway, we came back. That's where the real fun action uh, kicked in. You had, like, the bell lock on Otis. Otis running wild, and he hit the Caterpillar. Crowd going really big for the Caterpillar. It's really good stuff. And then you had this big old gut buster by Woods on Daniel Bryan, which looked amazing. But Otis uh, hit the compactor slam for the win. Aside from the stupid restart, I thought that was a lot of fun. It was a really fun match. There was a great spot right at the start of the match where Otis showed some great strength where uh, Brian and Woods attempted to do a double suplex to Otis. He counters it by suplexing them up. Big vertical suplexes, delays it for a second, and then drops both of them. I was like, that is awesome. It was great. Randy's got his hand up. Randy Andy Datsun. Australia did have an ad break, apparently. Oh, no, yeah, we all get ad breaks. It's just in America, you get the shrink screen You get the shrink screen one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, They recapped Owens turning babyface last week, and then we got what I think is WWE's blandest feud, which is Ember Moon and food, I guess, because this this feud always seems to be centered around food. And um, Fire and Desire walk up, and they cut the queue. They talk about Twitter or something, and they challenge Ember to find a tag partner for next week, and Moon says, if you can't find one, she'll beat them on her own. Yeah. Really, really bland. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was better than fighting over donuts or something, but it still wasn't great. Um, this was the uh, cameo of the 24-7 championship. They were at the catering table or whatever. Is right at the start of the promo, you can just see Drake Maverick just peering out from underneath the table and then scooting back in. Very nice. It was great. It was, a, it was a great little uh, little moment. I think, um, uh, I think I guess in the promo between Ember Moon and Fire and Desire just sort of sucked out all of my like memory yeah, of the, that's true, of the yeah. whole uh, thing. So at the end of it, it I was like, I have no idea what happened in that <laughs> yeah. scene. Uh, also, I still don't know if they're teasing that uh, lesbian storyline between Mandy and Sonya, but there was like a tiny little moment in this promo where um, Ember was talking about beating Mandy last week or whenever it was, and uh, and then uh, Sonya just goes, "Well, we've already we've already moved past that, and it actually brought us closer together." And then they have this tiny little look between them, just like mm. a little, and then they continue their promo. And I was like, "Is that a?" Or is that just them waiting for the next line? Or is it they are trying to make their own interesting storyline <laughs> out of this very blank We're just going to push our own story here, guys. Uh, Prince Ali cut a promo as well. Uh, another great promo. It's talking about how he's faced monsters and demons as a cop, and he'll do it again if they want to dance. And it's a great line at the end. He said, evil only wins if you don't show up for a fight. It was awesome. Great so stuff. good. And I, I really like his, his character as well. Just like, hey, everyone's got their own demons, and I'm going to help you fight them. Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty good. Um, I'd imagine that some people might think this will lead to uh, a Bala feud, talking about demons. But um, I don't know, because he's tied up with Nakamura. So I, yeah. I don't know. I, 
the last when when Buddy Murphy quote unquote debuted on SmackDown, he did challenge Ali. He did. So maybe they are going to do an Ali Buddy Murphy feud, but I really think that was just. We're making this up as we go along. Pretty much, yeah. And I mean, this only happens once Shane McMahon gets off TV, which could be phew, another year yet. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it was Ali, Buddy Murphy in the dark match last night. So, Yeah, I, I think they've been doing house show matches and they've been doing dark matches, yeah. but just not on the main show. Uh, Todd Phillips uh, had a split-screen uh, interview with Alistair Black, but uh, they said both men have signed the contracts. So we were meant to find out who Alistair Black's Extreme Rules opponent was. But then they said that he's chosen not to reveal himself at this time, um, but then he did reveal himself. But then he did reveal himself, which <laughs> and it was, was really, Cesaro, which was very really weird, stupid reveal of it. But very weird. It's Cesaro. And that, I'm okay with that. Do you know what? And I, I honestly, I don't care. I say this in my review that I could scream and shout, and I could nitpick, and I could complain that it's a Raw versus SmackDown match, and what's the point when we could give some SmackDown guys a bit of time to shine? But we're getting Alistair Black versus Cesaro on pay per view, and I am a okay with that. Yep. I just really hope. That I, I don't really mind who wins out of this. I'd, I'd rather Black wins. I'd be perfectly okay with Cesaro winning. All I want from their match is they're given enough time and they both look good coming out of it. I think, That's what I want. I think Black's got to win this. Yeah. Yeah, but Black's I think very happy too. about the, the choice that it's Cesaro yeah. as well. I think it's going to be... There is a potential for that to steal the show. Absolutely, yeah. And something I'll say about Alistair Black as well is I never thought in NXT his promo work was too strong. His promo work has skyrocketed since he's gone yeah, on the main roster. Really good. He's got some real, like, Heath Ledger Joker vibes about him now. After he found out it was Cesaro and he was saying, oh, I, I'm, go uh, I'm here to pick a fight with you. And Black just goes, oh, don't worry. I will fight you on Sunday. And he had this real, like, intense look and his voice got all gravelly. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is awesome. Wicked. Very, very cool. Shout Benjamin. Still don't get what this is. Backstage, he was asked about <laughs> Roman and Dolph, it? and then he says this creepy eye thing. I don't know what this is. I don't understand. Is Who are like... these people that keep asking Shelton Benjamin what does he what he thinks about the main events know. of the show? It's literally just like, do you think Dolph Ziggler can finally prove that it should have been him? And he just looks off, and then there's no audio, but he still goes, well, and then walks off. I don't know. What is this? Uh, in another odd little segment as well, Braxton was backstage and Heyman has walked <laughs> past her. See, I don't mind this because it's a little tease as to what could happen because she was introducing WWE champion Kofi Kingston and then you just had Paul Heyman come right before him. So it's a little tease. Maybe Brock could cash in on Kofi. That's a little interesting thing. And then Corey Graves had to ruin everything. But it's like, did you know that Paul Heyman is the advocate for Brock Lesnar? Did you know he could maybe cash in on Sunday? It's like, that was a little subtle tease. Why would you have to ruin the subtlety of it? Well, Come on. It was, um, I thought it was, I thought it was odd. I, it, it was, yeah, it it's was. not how I would have done it. Because, no, definitely not. Because like, it's, you, you could say it's a subtle tease, but he didn't walk past Kofi. He no. walked past Kayla. <laughs> he walked past Kayla. And Who so was introducing So Kofi? unless Brock is cashing in on Kayla. <laughs> I don't think this was a tease for much, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's... Kofi uh, just said that he's going to beat Joe. He's inside Joe's head, and he's going to beat him on Sunday. I thought it was a well-delivered promo. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think Kofi, out of the three of the New Day especially, he can sometimes feel a little bit wooden. But uh, this one, I thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, And then we had the main event. As I said, I, I mean, I gave it a smacktastic. I thought this was a really, really, really good show of SmackDown because there was only one segment on it which I didn't like, which was the Bailey. Uh, Nikki Cross stuff and that's only yeah. because I've seen that segment countless times I've only been back from holiday for like three weeks and I feel like I've seen that segment more than I have anything that was in the build up to Wrestlemania like it was just it, it's just going on and on and on Yeah. but apart from that I thought everything else in the show I really really enjoyed 
I'd either do a low smack-tastic or a high smack-bang in the middle for this one. Um, I thought, yeah, that, that Nikki Cross-Bailey stuff really dragged me down, especially because you, you then had Nikki Cross and Carmella afterwards as well, which then dragged out my feelings of, like, please end this. And I thought the main event was kind of boring, bar the end angle. Ended really well, and I think most of the other stuff was really fun and I liked it. It's just that section... Because they happened back to back as well, pretty much of those two like matches. So, and also uh, maybe it's a case of like, so I went to go see um, Spider Man Far From Home last mm, night, yes. which I would have given three stars to. Mm. However, there's an amazing Mysterio sequence in the film that I loved so much, I gave it an extra half star. Maybe that's what it Hell was. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed Kevin Owens on this show so much, I <laughs> yeah. bumped up my rating. Ray Mysterio yeah. was in it. Shut up, Datsun. What's in the super chats, Randy? I went to Toy Story last night, and oh, it was, was it? very good. Yeah. I thought it was. I, do you know what I really like about Toy Story is that they're all. It's basically the same plot every single time. It's toy in peril, save toy, but it's always different. So yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, Insightful so, reviews from. No, but Randy I'm not, not going to spoil it. I just don't want them, everyone to know that Woody gets melted down into a stick. Into oh. <laughs> a stick. <laughs> Star Recording says, who would you most have liked to see as WWE champion between Tajiri, Ken Shamrock, and William Regal? I think I already know the answer to this. Chitty Willie Regal. Mm. Reeks. Yeah, it got to be Reeks. I did like Tajiri, though. He was always my go-to guy on SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Tajiri's awesome. Uh, then again, so with, is Ken Shamrock. With his buzzsaw kick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, ILZ77 says, you guys catch Shane calling KO a cancer. Yeah, that was oh, really that. strange. No, I missed that. I couldn't tell what he was saying, and I couldn't tell if he was calling him a cancer or saying he was cancelled. And I, right. I, I rewound it about three times because I could not pick up on it because Dolph and him were kind of talking over each other, and he was saying, oh, uh, he's not a problem, I've sent him home. He's a cancer, or I've sent him home, he's, he's cancelled. And I couldn't tell which one it was. And saying he's cancelled makes more sense because Definitely more the, sense. He, he did Hopefully. say the match was cancelled. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't hear him say uh, yeah, cancer. It was, so it was very strange, yeah. and I, I could not figure it out for the life of me. But very weird. Yeah. Um, one from bl blink blinky codfish. Um, you know that guy that Ollie can't pronounce, and I can't pronounce it you either. You can't pronounce yeah, either yeah. for some reason? Whatever. Yeah. Hello from Chopper Pete's number one fan. At least he says hey. my name correctly in the monthly shout-out. He's You're much right, better yeah. than Roger Sandwich Guy. Um, and <laughs> I'm glad he's not here this week. Oh, is that Ollie Davis? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it Blake Carpenter? Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. it is. Come on now. Sorry. Get I mean, it's, oh, sorry. I, I mean, I get it when Ollie does it. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Longstreth says, WWE hears complaints, but will they listen? No. No. Okay. Start recording says, what is your ideal SummerSlam main event? <laughs> What's your ideal Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before. It's Shane Kofi for the title. It's, it's not, not, it's not, not that. It's not. Um, I, th I believe this is actually um, uh, Sky's, like, they're holding a competition for you to win tickets to um, SummerSlam. The only reason I know this is because my cousin is a Sky user, so he messaged me mm. going, like, I, want, I really want to go to Toronto, but I don't know about wrestling, so can you answer this question for me? <laughs> <laughs> what's so, the question? Uh, was, what's your ideal SummerSlam main event? Uh, and um, I, So I said it was um, Seth versus AJ, but with, nice. but with... Uh, he, uh, heel Finn Balor in the club as well. One hour Iron Man match. I am going to say... Shane Kofi, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Ooh. Shane versus Brock. 
one hour Iron Man, just the ring is just sodden <laughs> after the most wrestling Brock Lesnar will have done in three years. That is the, yeah. the wettest match yeah. in the entirety of history. Sparks Entertainment says, My bold prediction, Goldberg spears the dead man during their match, setting up a rematch feud for SummerSlam. Bray Wyatt, oh, yes. I expect, won't debut until oh, after that's SummerSlam. Great. That is horrible. Sparks, you idiot. That's great. I like that a lot. Stephen B says, You guys are the best in the world. And then he does a world emoji, which doesn't feature the British Isles. Oh, that's I, it. I, what a shame. Shame. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, thank you very much. Thank I, you. I think we're fine. But thank you very much for your comments. Zachary Marsh says, It is weird that WWE keeps scripting promos talking about what's wrong with WWE. Just don't make these mistakes in the first place. That is what Pete pointed out earlier. Thank you very much. This man here. Um, yeah. Jason Jimerson right says, I'm convinced that WWE can't have a good Raw and SmackDown in the same <laughs> week. Thoughts? <laughs> No, they have done in the past. There was a couple of weeks. It was actually not that long ago either. They had uh, two consecutive good shows back to back. And we were all like, whoa! Yeah, we really were like, New WWE, everyone! Yeah. KJ says, the push Shane is having should be a should be given to a newcomer. I think the push itself is fine, but with Shane, it's annoying as hell. Correct. Correct. Although I'd imagine, even if it was a newcomer, because that newcomer might have been Baron Corbin, so we would have just been bored yeah, as true. well. So it would need to be a newcomer that people can get behind. Because the problem is, once you start to overexpose someone, that's when people start Because remember, we already liked Shane when he came back. Mm-hmm. When he came back to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania, we were very excited about it. We were. But the problem, the problem is that excitement has been drilled out of us because he's on every show across almost every segment. Yeah. Mm. Chris for Louis says, did anyone notice that Balor said Nakamura can cause chaos? I would love to see an original Bullet Club versus chaos rivalry spark <laughs> up in WWE. Your thoughts on that idea? WWE will never do it. No. Because <laughs> they'll call it something else. Like the, It'll be the Balor Club versus kerfuffle. I think they just like the, the artist word, guild. <laughs> they just like the word chaos because mm. yeah. sanity were all Sanity about the chaos it. as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Bite Gaming says can KO be the guy to save WWE? Cole can be for sure. I think he means Adam Cole Adam not Cole. Michael. Well, he might be Michael yeah. Cole. You don't know that. Stop you putting words into his mouth Randy. Yeah. He or might be a big Andy Michael Cole, Cole former footballer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sol Campbell. <laughs> or Joe Cole. Yeah. Mm, or Jay Cole. Carlton Cole. Um, anyway, uh, can he be the man to save WWE? I don't know. I'd like no, to think so, but maybe I don't. for about three I weeks. I don't think anyone can save weeks. it by themselves. Yeah, give, you no. give it three weeks. Um, Norris, Norris. I love that as a first name. It's Norris crazy. Campbell says, "Help me pick uh, the black support or Segway shirt." Sorry, now the black support wrestle talk shirt oh, or the right. Segway shirt. Uh, Segway oh. shirt. Segway shirt. Okay, yeah. there black you go. Wrestle talk shirt. Um, Adam Shoate shoot. That, which actually means that was no help whatsoever. Yeah, yeah just that, told that, to... that's exactly why I said it. Um, fine. Uh, segue. Um, Adam Shoate says point. since Sasha is coming back Sunday, could you see Bailey lose the belt and then have Sasha meet her in the back and talk Bailey in going after the tag belts one more time? Uh, I would be okay with that, but I would prefer Sasha to cost Bailey the title and have a Sasha Bailey feud. I think that brings back awful memories. But an actual one where Sasha's a heel, not like some weird both baby face together, not together weirdness. Just bring Sasha back, bring her back as a proper heel, an actual heel, and have a cost Bailey the title, and then I almost don't want her to come back ever because then I'll never have to hear Michael Cole shout, "It's It's boss time." time. 
ever mean, again. You can say that you want to bring it back now and start that feud, but you wait till they start doing Dr. Shelby segments. And See, that's what I mean. Be, not doing any of that crap. Your, you'll be regretting that choice. Do, do stuff <laughs> properly. Bring back the actual boss. Three weeks' time, it'll be, Sasha was my best friend. That's what I don't want to hear. Thank you very yeah. much, Andy. <laughs> That is what we will get. It would be fine with Sasha, but we'll have to get Bailey talking about friendships and the yeah. magic and rainbows and ponies and whatnot. Yeah. I just want to and and I don't, I I just wanna hug her one more time. Yeah. Anyway, Why bro- is she Irish? I just want to hug her one more time. <laughs> this is Boy, my real Bailey. voice. <laughs> Bryant Hoyt says, with Finn losing, do you think he may join AJ and the club or can the club have two leaders? I want to see him join and complete the group. I'd love to see him join as well. I'd love to see him join. Yeah. I don't think he will, but I'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. what a treat. Double Norris Campbells. <laughs> <laughs> um, who Double do you Norris. think will be the next person WWE will release? I don't think they're going to release anyone. It'll be no. someone who finishes their contract. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. no. The um, There was a story Jim Ross uh, told on a podcast where in an AEW creative meeting, he was like, oh, this guy doesn't get used on WWE TV. Um, but he'd be really good. He's like a solid hand. We can have him like you know work with the guys backstage. We can have him he was train people. He'd be really good to have in the company. But he was told, I'm afraid they've literally just signed him to uh, a new five-year deal for like massive amounts of money for like half a million or something. So that's half a million for someone they don't put on TV. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so they're not they're not in the process of releasing people. Uh, no. The next person I think that will be leaving is probably Rusev. Yeah, I think. I'd say so. Yeah, and he needs to. Uh, Norris Campbell says three. Double Norris. Uh, he says, um, I have you on mute at work. Talk to what is this with having us on mute? Uh, email they're me showing, if you want. They're showing support by drumming up the viewing numbers, but That's without true. actually having to be there for the stream. Email me on Andy at if you, if you to explain to me why you keep having us on mute. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> um, they just hate us. Maybe they just hate the sound of our voices. That's true. That's like looking at us. Yeah. Jobber JJ says, Shane winning the WWE title came from me is his idea apparently I don't think well, you're the first person to have that idea there. I've, I've seen a lot of people say it's that definitely come from WrestleVotes the DA which I assume is Dumbledore's army says yeah. Shane as WWE champ Nerds. or Boris Johnson as PM <laughs> <laughs> Shane because that's not yeah, real yeah, no, no, Shane no, you, I mean you say that but then it's Jeremy Hunt and like oh man there really is it's Alien versus Predator it's whoever wins <laughs> we lose no I know that but Boris Johnson yeah, but, or Jeremy Hunt. It doesn't matter either way. I'm going to say Shane is champ. Yeah, me Shane too. is champ. Jeb Sonnen says, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon is 2019. Vince versus Steve Austin. Well, um, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Last $5. The st- what is the stupid fan thing you regret, boys? Stupid, f- stupid fan thing you the regret. The stupid fan thing what, you what, regret. What, or like might, be, might say, like, what is the stupidest fan thing that you have done? Yeah, and then regret? hashtag lovely time with the boys. <laughs> lovely which time. Is the new name of the yeah. rap. Lovely time Very with good. the boys. Um, what was the first part of that again? It was, I was Kevin Owens yeah. and, uh, and Shane as the new Austin McVince. Uh, yeah, I'd give that some time. I was yeah. going to say, it's, that, no, that's it's like close. huge, huge levels. That, that was Vince. the feud that solidified WWE in the Attitude Era. Yeah. And this is not that yet. Yeah, and the stupidest yeah. fan thing you've ever done. Maybe not for WWE, just for just, it's just anything you're a fan of, I guess. Stupidest fan thing, thing I've ever done. I once shouted out, Darren, I love you at a CKY gig very, very loudly. And I thought he might hear, and he definitely wasn't going to hear that. Um, I was at a taping of Raw at the O2 one year, and I saw Matt Stryker backstage and shouted that I am your teacher at him because that was his old gimmick. And I thought it was funny. 
It's not funny. But I once it was at the time. I once pledged to Wrestle Talk on Patreon <laughs> while working for Wrestle Talk. <laughs> That's true. At and the then Luke was like, you know you can have the podcast for free because you work here. I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, at the $25 level, no less, you got a shout out <laughs> in the round. $25? Yes. Um, it's, why, it's why we love you. Yeah. Kalash Chowdhury Mark. says, your dream match in WWE right now. Dream match. Right um, now. Right now. AJ Seth with AJ's The Heel. I'm, I'm really into shout. AJ's The Heel at the moment now, and I think Seth needs a big time Universal Championship feud because he's been stuck in this Baron Corbin vortex for like six months or whatever it is. So I could really, I, yeah, AJ Seth at SummerSlam, I think would be a big time match. Andrade versus Alistair Black. It's a good shout. Mm. Cesaro, Adam Cole. Be That's good. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, actually, either that or um, uh, Keith Lee. Um, Dijakovic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, please, mate. That's, re- that's, at least that's realistic. Um, do you guys think Bray arrives after Extreme Rules? Yes. I know we've been saying this since Money in the Bank. Like, do you think he's going to arrive after Blank? Yes. Like, I, I, at this point, I, I don't want to make any more predictions on whether Bray's going to show up because I don't know if they have a plan for that. There was something uh, that I actually reported on the news that you'll see later today. Uh, that is that uh, Bray has been backstage for weeks, um, but the supposed belief is that they, the puppets, they, they want they want to uh, get Extreme Rules out of the way first before they bring him back. So essentially, he either Raw or SmackDown, because they haven't picked a brand yet, um, probably after Extreme Rules, we'll be seeing him. But I will say those exact same reports did come out for Money in the Bank as well, where it's yeah. like, we want to get Money in the Bank out of the way before we debut him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total Blurred, which is a good name, says, felt like a SmackDown show and not so much a Raw replay. It yeah, really was. We only got so. uh, two Raw replays, I think. <gasps> two? Or was it one? It might have actually only been one because it was, it was, that, it was the dumb main event. It yeah. was Cedric, yeah. Um, Jet2012 says, y'all mentioned Roman and Miz. Storyline uh, storyline reason, Miz turns heel and joins the Omni-Shane. Oh, <gasps> not that we want more shame. Yeah, no. And it would, don't I, do that. It would make literally... No sense, no sense for Miz to turn heel and align himself You're with right. Shane. I hate McMahon. my dad too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Carlos Lima says, Hey guys, I have a bad feeling that Bray Wyatt will re-debut as the father of Maria Canellis's unborn child. <laughs> Hope I'm not wrong. Keep up the great work. Well, like the um like the demon in uh in Game of Thrones where he got that one that kills No, I probably can't spoil Nerds. it. Can I? You, um, you totally can. It's from like season three. Kills Renly. <gasps> anyway. I um I'm gonna one up that and say that it wasn't Bray, but it was the fiend. Oh, mm. It was Huskus the pig. I was gonna say it was Devil Vince. Yeah. Um, uh, Green Vega Club says Owens versus Shane Hell in the Cell two. Oh yeah, they did have a Hell in the Cell match, didn't they? I mean, granted, oh. they they had a WrestleMania match, <laughs> which I completely forgot about. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, maybe. Mm. Sure. I'm actually. Do you know what? As much as I'm massively into Owens, I really don't want to see him feud with Shane. Mm-hmm. I want to see him doing something, anything else but yeah, feud with too. Shane. Um, HCP Ass Assin says, Hey guys, sorry for the change of the topic of it, but as an avid D&D player, I would love to hear what sort of characters you play as race, alignment, ETC, assuming most of you guys play. Shall I answer that first? Because Pete helped me make a character once. What was it? A It was an elf. It was an elf. Elf wizard, wizard? called Lusty McSwallow. Correct. Nice. He came up with the name, not me. <laughs> Uh, I play a uh, monk. Uh, currently, I'm a human monk um, because I really like doing the kung fu stuff. Nice. Uh, I'm in two campaigns currently. I'm a human paladin in one and a halfling row in another. Mm. Cool. If you want to hear more D&D stories, I highly recommend you uh, subscribe to Ramble Club, which is our Patreon mm. podcast. 
because we talk about D and D a lot in that because me and Laurie are a part of the same campaign. So we and then we get Ollie, a lot of Ollie get, just sits there going. Grr. Well, yeah, Ollie yeah. just like enjoys hearing the the tales that we tell from uh, the campaign that we're currently doing. So uh, yeah, we get a lot of questions in about it from our Patreon pledge hammers. Mm. So yeah, if you want to hear more talk, us talk more about D and D, then yeah, Ramble Club's the place to go. And also, I'm a DM. There's also that. There's also that. That's so cool. Yeah. Anthony James says Biggie heel turn and Joe <laughs> and Joe to win the title. Reigns and Joe for the SummerSlam <laughs> and Kofi versus Biggie. Yeah, it's gonna say we haven't had a Biggie heel turn <laughs> right. for a while. That's good. I've really got that caught me off guard. That's a good one. Um, Ty Oh So High says, "Who Great. would you have to win the 2020 Royal Rumble?" Oh God, I haven't even thought that far ahead yet. Yeah, I mean, that's that's almost impossible to choose now, like six months out. I'm gonna say the person I said for the 2019 <laughs> Rumble, Andrade. <laughs> yeah, if you, I mean, if you would like purely if you just pick it from this roster, Andrade is a great choice. But yeah. like, there might be someone like if Kevin Owens is like catching fire, then you're gonna want to say Owens. Like if he's like on fire by yeah. Survivor Series, you're gonna like, well, we we definitely want him to win the Royal Rumble. Hey, do you want to know Sky Bet's top five for winning the Winter <laughs> oh, Twenty Twenty? Number five, that. Alistair Black. Number four, AJ Styles. Number three, Drew McIntyre. Number two, Big E. And number one, who are Roman Reigns? It's almost as if they're just making anything just up, making it up to extort money out of people. Yeah. What? No, crazy. Yeah. What is um, this? A FIFA game? <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mass, Lip thank boxes. you for your donation. Uh, Jobba JJ says, if booked well, babyface KO versus heel Joe. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I could go for that. Love it. Yeah. Um, Especially because Joe loves targeting families. That's kind of Kevin's whole thing is about his family. Yeah. Mm. It works. Writes itself. That's true. Yeah. Bucky the Ace Ventura says, thanks for the compliment, Luke. You're welcome. Um, you and Ollie made me sign up as a Patreon. <laughs> we didn't make you. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 are, we said you can, and you did. So thank you very much. And you guys are the highlight of my mornings. Thank you so, well, thank so you very much. much. That really means a lot yeah, to you, Pete. Yeah, I know, but... I'm still saying thank you because he's now a patron. Uh, Michael so really Dominguez says, Hey, Wrestle Friends, uh, what is the best WWE tag team right now? Should we merge the belts? My favorite is the Usos. Uh, I'm going to say the Revival, and yes, we should merge the uh, tag divisions together. I'm also saying the Revival, and yes, yes, we should. And Fire and Desire. Uh, Elijah Whitfield says the Iconics could have had a filler feud with Banks and Bailey, but Banks bowed out. That could have filled time. Air. Uh, Airtime, go Kabuki Warriors. Or I mean, yeah, they, they they could have done Banks and Bailey, but Banks had to leave. But they could have also done Beth and Natalia. They could have done the Kabuki Warriors. They could have done Fire and Desire. They could have done so many other things. Yeah, really. Marcus Roman says, "Loving Wrestle Ramble. Suck that I had to wake up at seven a.m. Don't have to. Well, or maybe you did for work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that, those, two, mute. those those two things might not be related. No, seven's a, seven's a beautiful lion for me. Mm. Um, I woke up at half seven today. <laughs> It was nearly quarter to eight. I was like, whoa, what's happened here? Me and the wife got back from the cinema last night and it was like 11 o'clock and I was like, crikey, what are we still doing awake? Um, <laughs> Way past my bedtime. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Flip the table, I'm so happy. Uh, Tomo with Tomo, one of Tomo. his characteristically ridiculous donations says, hello, WrestleTalk people. How are you guys doing today? Sending love to all the SWAF nation. Thank you. I am yeah. very hot. Yeah, it's yeah, very hot I in here. Sweaty. But I'm feeling I pretty good and I'm playing D&D tonight, so I yes. am nice. um, all excited. I am rushing home because people keep getting injured. Dartrain24 says, never get to watch live. However, get a root can- However, get a root canal and then find out they worked on the wrong tooth. Oh, oh no! Tooth pull and root canal. Oh my god, Dar train. 
Oh. No. Oh, that no. is the worst. I've never That's had one, awful. but from what oh, I've no, heard. Root canals are terrible. I, I, I've had just normal like fillings, and they're bad enough. So, my God. Root canals suck. I had to have oh, them last year. A moment's silence for Dar Train. Oof. Anyway, yeah. Right. Good, good podcast material there. <laughs> we did say it was going to be a moment of silence. Sorry, Mr. Train. Um, Brian Hoyt says, however, if Belvedere winds up being Ember Moon's Belvedere, uh, I will be pumped. Street profits are already up, so it makes sense that his wife is next, right? Maybe he means Belair, as in Bianca Belair, but oh, yeah, also okay. Gorex turned it into yeah, Belvedere. To I was Belvedere. just about to Google Belvedere WWE. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say Belvedere is the chicken from Good Mythical, Mythical Morning, but... Mm. Whatever that is. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair, um, oh, I think she's better as a heel. Yeah, she's better as a heel, and I don't want her on the main roster yet. No. Yeah. So. Uh, Chris Jenkins, who is Infinite Crisis, yes, I think. He is. Uh, after his promo, Ali and Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt confirmed. <laughs> no, it's... it's actually kind of true. They are polar opposites, but I don't think they're going to go in a feud yet. Yeah. And if they are, I want it to be way, way down the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,. No, Jebson, and I'm not doing that to myself. I just have a, I just have restless leg syndrome, and my leg shakes a lot. Um, <laughs> Austin Tussie says, "Club versus Undisputed Era at Survivor Series." What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, sorry, Club I mean, versus the Club Undisputed versus Era. Undisputed Era. It won't happen. No, but it won't it happen. Be, but yeah, it'll be, be fun. Be fun. I'm gonna stop shaking my leg now. Marcus Roman says, "Still waiting for Bray White to show up." But fun fact: not sure if you already knew this. The names of the puppets actually spells harm. Abby, Huskus, uh, Huskus uh, Abby, Rampant Rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> Mercy and, and Mercy, Mercy the, Mercy the bird, bird Raptor. Yeah, yeah, harm. Yeah. There you oh, go. Cool. So. That's nice. It also spells. No, I can't think of anything else. Um, harm her. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin S. Gooding Ram. says, love the wrestle talk, love the SWAF nation, even sort of like Randy. <laughs> can't, can't wait for Sasha Banks to return and turn heel on Bailey. Bailey Sting is coming. Oh, Bailey be, Sting! It's just going to get Bailey if it, promos. If it I, leads, do you know what? I didn't even think about this. If it leads to Bailey Sting, all for it. I saw someone come up with a great suggestion that said that uh, whoever loses Wrestle League Season 2 should do Bailey's theme song, but dressed as Bailey Sting. <laughs> That is pretty terrific. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I quite like that song. It's, um, a, great, it's a great theme song, it to be is. honest. Sparks Entertainment says... Lin- I used to have it in my uh, work playlist. Sparks Entertainment says Lynch and Rollins will win, and then Brock cashes in only for Becky to low-blow him, and Rollins stop... To be fair, that's not a bad that's shout. That's actually that is- quite <laughs> possible. Just, just get it off, Brock, yeah. 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 The worst thing in the world. Um, Jer says, oh my God, sorry, Andy, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it- Mum hates it, dad hates it, girlfriend hates it, you all hate we it. We all hate I'm it. I'm really sorry. Um, Heavy Metal Mike says, was at the show last night. Best match was the only Lorcan versus Daivari Anything Goes match on 205 Live. I'm sure it was. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I heard it was very good. It's oh. just a shame that no one will watch it. Mm. I just had a random thought that I didn't mention on the on the main thing. Uh, Shinsuke, Finn Balor, it might be building to a false count anywhere match because Shinsuke was so determined to get a count out victory. Mm. Don't know if that's something that they're going to do. Just thought I'd mention it. Cool. Carry on. I will carry on. Um, Firefly Punhouse says, a mm. tag team featuring Ember Moon and Carmella should be called the Moonwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but it also That's shouldn't be a good. thing. I yeah, like no. that. I mean, it's a terrible idea to mm. put them together, but yeah, at least the name works. Uh, Mrs. S, I have a feeling that it will continue to Survivor Series and be Team Shane with Drew Zig and Revival versus Team Roman, Miz, Taker, KO, and Cedric. Oh, that's so possible. So possible, actually. And those teams make a lot of sense. Yeah. A terrible amount of sense. Um, yeah. Cedric gets eliminated first and just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, because the face you pulled there is a face Sorry. of, oops. Sorry. Actually, it should be like, hey, we got him. Got him. Got Am him. I right, guys? <laughs> we won. <laughs> Maybe that's his new gimmick. <laughs> he doesn't know. And it's better than Shelton f- Benjamin. <laughs> Jobber JJ says, "I that should be a tag team." Jobber JJ says, "I predicted on uh, your Super Saudi." So before WrestleVote said anything about, <laughs> oh, one second, I started feeling really faint. You all right? Try not to, mate. Yeah. Yeah, you're all right. I'm all good. <laughs> I've got this. You got you okay? You've got yeah. you got dot Pepsi Max. It's yeah, very great. hot in here. Um, Mrs is. S says maybe Cedric Alexander was on Raw as his way to steal some time before, so he will join the Omni Chain. Maybe start a trend of frustrated wrestlers. So the frustrated wrestlers who want more TV time join Shane, mm. who's stopping them from getting TV time. Yeah, perfect. hey man, it's that's WWE logic hey, for you. If you can't beat him, <laughs> join, him, join like, him. You get to sign up to be like Shane's like kid for the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Timothy Jones says, "Who is your go-to Smash Bros. and Mario Kart character?" I haven't played a Smash Brothers game since Melee, but then, then it was Dr. Mario. Um, I haven't really played Ultimate much, but I'd say Kirby, and it's always Waluigi and everything else. Yeah, uh, uh, I think it's Donkey Kong in Mario Kart. Princess Peach, because she's really pretty. Um, uh, George Comcourt God, such a nerd. says, really enjoy your content. Thanks. Well, we enjoy oh, you, you, George. We enjoy, oh, thank oh, you. you. Thank you very, Edgar very much. Edgar Dominguez, which is a great name, says uh, nothing, but thank you for your donation. Thank you very much. Devante Lee says, when you guys used to talk about the Iconics, I would roll my eyes because they were annoying, but man, I get it now. Thank you for opening my eyes. So it's just a shame they're never on TV these no, days. No, it's yeah. true. They yeah. are never on TV. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, though, so maybe... Yeah, you got the wrong camera as well, Randy. Time. Do I? Yeah, it's just you, yeah, mate. I was just looking at stuff. Um, <laughs> it was thrilling TV. <laughs> Collins Gilfoy, who is Collins the Jobber. Um, who even says Collins the Jobber here? Uh, already a pledge hammer. Q, Q question. If Sasha is jo- training in Japan, do you see her returning as a heel or face? I... I think actually a lot of people are, are thinking that she might t- come back as a heel. I think that might be... Um, a, a possibility. It's definitely her best character. It's, it is her best character. Absolutely, we've it been is. saying that for like you know <laughs> since since day dot really. Um, the my problem is is that as as Andy pointed out earlier, it's going to lead to a lot of Bailey promos of she used to be my friend, which I, I don't think it's it's not going to do Bailey any favors. Yeah, yeah. I I want her to be a heel, but I don't want her to turn heel on Bailey. Because then we have the baby promos, so I'd rather she just comes back as a heel and does something different. And we have two more, and I'll swap them around because I love the last one so much. Uh, TJ Ridgeway says, with Finn referencing Chaos in his promo, who would be a good stable for Shin? Kushida, because he's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Akira yeah, Tozawa. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not into Shin Suke Nakamura having a, a stable. I don't think he needs How one. How about Seamus, Rusev, Cesaro, <laughs> and Wade Barrett? Um, let's not forget Alberto Del Rio in that mix either and Andrade stick him in there too Uh, who else is foreign Um, and Anthony James suggests that we should replace the two out of three falls for the Punjabi prison every week (laughs) great sure sure, why Why not? not that's the other thing I've got a lot of people as a 
Laters for uh, burying Eric Bischoff. Of course, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's you you know the sort of people that are that are really defending Eric Bischoff as well because they tag him in the reply. <laughs> of course, yeah. In, yeah. Or or his podcast and be like, I can't believe you don't like at eighty three pod. Um, it's one of the best podcasts. I think it's the best podcast. Of course, yeah. Um, I think it's a terrible podcast. Yeah. I just think that th- he is a man who has been proven time and time again to be lying, and every wrestler's book has got the same stories about Bischoff apart from his version of events. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. But there, there's no smoke without fire. Yes. Uh, that's a very shocking revelation that we that we had right there. And I mean, at the end of the day, even if he wasn't, you know, even if he hadn't been outed as lying time and time again in one of his wrestlers' books, it's an opinion. You just you just didn't like Eric Bischoff for one reason or another. Cool, cool. Like that's fine. <laughs> just have your opinion. Um, I mean, the other, I think, the glaring uh, example of this is. Um, like the Starcade 1997, the infamous mm. Sting Hogan match, the one that had been building for a year, biggest pay per view they've ever done, absolutely like genius storytelling. So, the credit I will give to Eric Bischoff here genius bit of storytelling, keeping him off TV for the year, really making the crowd want to see this match. And then the match completely fell apart. Hogan just wins. And Sting gets no offense in whatsoever. And then this big convoluted schmoz, they reverse the decision. Bret Hart comes out, his microphone's not working, and then Sting wins. It's completely crap. Like, because all the wind was taken out of the audience sale, but Hogan wanted to get his win. So the story has always been Hogan didn't want to lose. And he, the long standing version of events that many people have told, is that he paid off Nick Patrick, who was supposed to do a fast count to do a regular count so he still got his regular win over Sting because wrestling's real, I guess, and you have to make it look as real as possible. Whatever. And then all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, a new version of this story has come out, which is that Sting showed up to the event out of shape. We couldn't put the world title on him. We had to do the finish that way. And there's only ever been three people that have told this version of events. And those three people are Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan, and Nick Patrick. (laughs) Funnily enough, the three people accused of botching the thing in the first place. Now, I'm no Detective Pikachu. But if I was to... (laughs) But if I was to, I don't know, look into this deeper, I'm pretty sure we could probably find a reason why they're the only three people telling that version of events. It will forever remain a mystery. Oh, I don't I know, yeah. yeah. It's just weird that no one in the 20 years since the event ever said the Sting was out of shape until a couple of years recently. Insane. Anyway, here's a Russo page. This comes in from Luke. Yeah. He says, Good morning, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper Pete, Housemate Simon, but not Randrew Datsun. I oh, won't screw you, Blake Ham, you piece of crap. I'm almost twice your age with a third of your offspring. We all get it. You win. <laughs> Clapping hands emoji. <laughs> After Ollie's request the other day to put Ham on the end of the Swath Nation emails, I knew I had to find a reason to email in. Uh, so on to what I thought would be a good reason to email. When you and Pete did the weekend ramble last week, I'm seeing you referring to me, uh, you were asked the question about wrestlers' auras, and it reminded me of a Rusev I had last December in London when I took my daughter there for her birthday. We walked into our hotel and I spotted a big guy stood at the check-in desk with an XFL jacket on. I chuckled internally, only to realize it was Bruce Pritchard. 
Now, I'm a quite shy guy, so I didn't go up and say hello. But whilst I was checking in, Flip Gordon walked through the door. And I thought to myself, oh, that's cool. I might go ask Flip for a picture. And then the lift doors open and out walk Cody and Brandy Rhodes. And it must be because I'm a massive mark, thanks to watching you guys on YouTube and being a pod swafter, but he had the feeling of being this huge celebrity and I genuinely felt like he had it in his presence. Brandy quickly walked off, but I managed to speak briefly to Cody and Flip and they were super nice and I wished them the best in whatever they chose to do next. Little did I know, that would be AEW or Ring of Honor in Flip Gordon's case. Mm. Pixar, it didn't happen. And there is we go. a picture of our man Luke here with Flip Gordon and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wearing the awesome. same suit that we would take a photo with him later on oh, that yeah, night. That was, a f- that was obviously for Fight Forever, which is why Pritchard, mm. Flip, and Cody were there. Because he then says, P.S. I also saw Papa Shango eating breakfast the next day, but I didn't want to disturb him. Nice. Very yeah, good. Yeah, it's weird. I wouldn't walk up to someone without having breakfast. No, super weird. There was a uh, video that actually got tweeted to me by someone saying, oh, this stuff is disgusting. And it was a fan uh, that had encountered John Cena. Um, oh, is this a, the is this the YouTuber? I, I did I big air quotes there. I, I, I don't know who this person is. All I know is the video got tweeted to me um, and a few other people as well. Um, and it was just him just like bugging Cena. And Cena was just like, uh, the guy came up to him was like, oh, Cena, I've got some advice for you. He was like, all right, be respectful about it. And he was like, yeah, 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 I'm respectful. I'm respectful. Don't worry. And he was like, started saying his stuff. And he was like, oh, I'm famous. You know, all that stuff. And Cena was just like, I don't care who you are or what you're doing. Please, just like I don't, I don't, I have no interest in talking to you right now. And then the fan was like, I guess trying to do it for like internet clout or whatever it is. And Cena is just an absolute class act. He's just like, I, yeah, he, he doesn't like get aggressive or anything like. That. He's just like, I just don't, ha- I'd have any interest in talking to you. Mm. So respect your wrestlers, man. Go up when it's an appropriate time. Cena was obviously off going somewhere, and someone was trying to stop him from leaving. So just trying to get some internet stuff. Exactly. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't go to Papashango because that might have been an awkward time to speak to someone. <laughs> Absolutely, you made the right choice there. Although, Absolutely. having said that, I would imagine he would have been lovely about it. Oh yeah, probably. Because if there's one thing that I know about the Godfather, he's bloody lovely. <laughs> yeah. and he's just a very, very nice man. Yeah. He, t- he has one of the most Gentile shoot interviews I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously back in the day before um, every wrestler had a podcast, and therefore like, shoot interviews don't really exist anymore. Like, but there was a period of time, sort of like in the early mid two thousands, maybe even towards the late two thousands, where like shoot interviews were the big thing. Like RF video were doing them, and high spots were like all of these different people were just like the the honky tonk man would do them. For, you know, like you know, a, a half a cheeseburger and a packet of crisps. Like if you offered it to him, like yeah. he would do, he would just sit down and just like tear into anyone. It's where you get a lot of very famous wrestler stories from, particularly from the honky tonk man. Of course, yeah. But I remember um, when I was working nights after I got back from university. I found a website where you could get like audio versions of them. So I would download audio versions of them and load them onto my iPod Mm -hmm. so I could listen to them while I was doing, because this was actually really in the days before podcast as well. Mm, And so I was listening to those while I was doing my, um, at least a podcast might have been around, but they certainly weren't very big. Yeah. Certainly weren't very popular. Um, While I was doing my sort of like eight hour shift at night. And the Godfather's one is so Gentile. It's just him going like, I had a great time. <laughs> and they'd ask him, like, oh, what about this? That was great. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> the only time he really got, like, hot up about something that he didn't enjoy was when he had to do The Godfather for Right to Center mm. because I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> Wasn't really my character, man. And then he got back to being The Godfather again. He's like, that's good, man. I had a good <laughs> so time. so good. His story, my <laughs> story that he's got is when he says, I was at a WWF show 
and it was a house show, and I looked up at the concession stand, and I saw a T-shirt, and it said, Pimping Ain't Easy. And I thought, that's nice, man. I have a, piece of, I have a bit of merchandise. <laughs> the nicest fella. What a great guy. You got Honky Tonk Man on the other hand going like, her name's Paula. We're talking about Jerry Lawler's. <laughs> Using the, using the c word very liberally. Uh, anyway, yeah. Luke's email uh, considered saying thank you for all your inc- uh, for sorry thank you all thank you all of you for increasing my enjoyment of wrestling and come SummerSlam I'll become a pledge hammer to join Wrestle League. Yours faithfully, Luke Palmer Ham. Ah, very good. It's very like Blake good. Ham, but not quite. So that would be a good time to join because that would be then the start of season three. Absolutely of uh, of Wrestle League. And speaking of which, I have just posted. The Fight for the Fallen uh, prediction, so do check that out on Patreon. Mm. Randy's now in the room. Yeah, he's also here. <laughs> Hello, hey, Randy. Hello. You're doing the late <laughs> shit tonight, I believe. I am, although uh, I've just been given a message that um, a family member has injured themselves badly, so I need to uh, rush home as soon as this is done, which is annoying because I just got here. You literally will be, I will still be working all evening, but I just need to do it from home. I was about to nah. say, you are actually going to hear us playing D&D because we're playing D&D in the office tonight. Oh, are you? Oh, are you actually? Yeah, we are, yeah. Oh. Yeah, once like the work day is done, um, we're going to be doing D&D here. Damn, I so wish I wasn't going home now because <laughs> I kind of want to watch that. <laughs> so you would have actually seen us playing uh, a bit of... That's not... Well, the thing is, as much as I don't understand what when you're talking about it, I do still find it quite interesting when you're talking about it. So that would have been fun. But no, I didn't need to rush back straight after this, which is very frustrating because I arrived here about half an hour ago. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunately. Well, I mean, all the best, obviously. Yes. Yeah, no, hopefully he's they're fine. all okay. He's just very, very accident prone. Oh, nice. Oh, Speaking of, uh, of D&D, I finally managed to convince my lady partner to start watching Critical Role. I believe she I, likes it. I have <laughs> been nagging her for months and months to start watching it because I knew after I started watching I was like, I think you'll really enjoy this. She was like, yeah, I'll watch it at some point. And I'm like, oh, how about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? All the time. And then she's just like, no, no, not ready yet. No, I don't want to don't commit. It's such a long series. And I'm like, Sh- just start watching it and you'll really like it. Finally, the other day, I managed to get her to watch it. She was like, you know, this is really great. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I knew you would enjoy it, but it's, it's fine now because now she wants to watch it with me, which is great. That basically sounds like the exact conversation me and my wife had about her trying to get me to watch The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, no, I'll get around to it. It's a bit of a commitment. The book's rubbish. Uh, I really don't want to do it. Then someone is sat there and watched it. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is like one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah, this is this is incredible. Uh, we have a wrestle talk. Get better to read before we get out of here. This comes in from Jose, who says, "Hello, Luke, Ollie, Fakador, Chopper, Simon, and I think I'm forgetting someone. Oh yeah, so Calval. I've been listening to your podcast since the flickering myth days. Wow, Man alive." That's a fan. Oh, it is a fan. That's a bit of a blast from the past, really. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, when I found out you guys were starting. That's Wrestle Talk Show. <laughs> I'm almost upset that Ollie isn't here to hear that I one. I know, bless his heart. Uh, I knew I had to jump on board. I've been waiting for the right time to set in my Get Better. And with my 30th birthday coming, July 8th, also known as Bray Wyatt Day in my heart, I thought, what better time than now? So we missed your birthday <laughs> yeah, ever we so did. slightly. Uh, but well, it was a Monday. We didn't do a show, so we well. Didn't. But anyway, happy birthday, happy belated birthday, happy birthday for July eighth. Yeah, July eighth. That's when a lot of people speculate that Bray Wyatt was going to debut because no. of his whole history thing that he's been doing with this character. But nope, nope. Anyway, the email continues. In June 2017, I finished my Masters in Education. 
bracket, I am a high school math teacher. Nice. I got married and I moved across the country from New York to Florida, all in the span of a month. Whoa. That's big. That's huge. As you can imagine, preparing for these milestones, while uh, very much worth it, was also very stressful. I've always had issues with my weight, but by the time my move was done and I'd settled into my new life, my weight had ballooned to 365 pounds, which is 166 kilos. But I am going to uh, work out what that is in stone because... That's pretty big. That's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, lot of, a lot of stone. 166 kilos. It'll be about 26... You've actually spot on, 26.1 stone. Cool. Uh, yeah, very good. Math. All right, that's... You're an... welcome. I am... Um, it's doing things in stone. Is that a bad thing? Because everyone always does things in pounds or kg. Like, Ollie wants to know what is in kgs. But, I, like... I normally do stone, but I can... I generally tell... I can understand how heavy something is in pounds because I watch wrestling. <laughs> so, so, so if someone says, oh, it's about 220 pounds, I'm like, oh, right, okay, so slightly bigger than a cruiserweight. Okay, cool. Yeah, in these fake weights. <laughs> yeah, I fake weights. Because I know how much I weigh, and then I kind of just multiplied myself mm-hmm. by a couple of times. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, my wife and I are currently like weighing ourselves every Sunday, so we get the the scales out to kind of like see what we what we are. Mm-hmm. And I weighed myself on Sunday, and I said like, ah, oh, I'm fourteen stone three. Oh no, sorry, I'm a. I think I'm a. Oh, crap, I'm eleven stone three rather. Right. And I was yeah. like, I'm eleven stone three. I was like, that means I've dropped a pound since the last time I checked, which I can't remember when that was. Um, and I was like, hey. And my wife did say to me, it's like, I would say, though, with those scales, you've got to do it at least five times because they're a bit uneven. And, like, <laughs> oh. and, and she goes like, so you like, just do it like one, you know, do it five more times and then you sort of like take an average from it. So then I got them back out, stood on it. 11 stone two. So I actually <laughs> lost another pound. <laughs> And my wife said to me, it's like, you're the only person in the world where if I told you you had to get back on the scales, you lost even more weight. <laughs> I am nine stone four. I'm not very heavy. I am nine stone four. I, I actually I don't know what I am. I genuinely haven't weighed myself in probably about six or seven years. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what I am right now. Uh, anyway, sorry, back to our email. Um, uh, though I am six foot tall, 183 meters, uh, I'm still much... 183 meters? Wow. Yeah, you are. He's massive. <laughs> it's like Godzilla over here. But, you know, or six foot tall. It's, it's either, either way or. you want to go. So 1.83 meters. Mm. Uh, it's still much heavier than I have ever been. I decided that enough was enough. It was time for a change. I was about to, it was about time I did the muscle man dance. I purchased a simple fitness app to customize and track workouts, cutting simple carbs, bread, pasta, rice, and making sure to have a salad or smoothie every day has made me feel better from the inside out. I made a goal for myself to work out at least four times a week and I've kept that pace for the last three months. As of today, I am 313 pounds, down 52 pounds from the start. Nice. Wow. And two pants sizes. But really, as we all know, <laughs> Civil that, that could mean anything. <laughs> yeah. That could mean anything. Um, though I still have a long way to go, I'm proud of my progress thus far. Since I'm a math fanatic, I calculate this in percentages. I have lost 14% of my original weight, so I can confidently say I am nearly 17, 17% more attractive. That uh, reference goes over your head. That was the old Flickering Myth podcast um, um, oh, nice. uh, uh, like slogan. It's like, subscribing to this podcast will make you 17% more attractive. Nice. 
That's good. That's a nice little flashback. Uh, we'll not stop until I weigh in at undeniably sexy, which is a nice little yeah, that's call the forward Russell to our new one. one. Nice. Uh, I want to thank you all for your consistently humorous content. Moving across the country has been hard. Leaving all my friends in New York, also leaving New York, mate, best place mm. on earth, mm. and hearing you guys in my ear made me feel amongst friends, especially during those grueling gym sessions. Keep up all the amazing work. Attached are some progress pics. Much Ooh, love, mate. Proud Pod Swafter and hopeful future Pledge Hammer. So where's our boy Jose? These are some before and after pictures. There he is. And there's the change there. That's really good. It is good, mate. That's great. Well done, you, sir. Yeah. Change your shorts. I was going to say, I mean, like, that's him putting on, so I was him wearing that shirt and then him wearing the same shirt. Yeah, the same shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Turned a shirt into like a a duvet by losing weight. (laughs) There you go. It's economical. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing, man. Well yeah, done really to good. you. And thank you so much for your email. We have had another e- uh, uh, get better in, but I've, I've had to delay it because it's it's much longer than usual get betters. But I'll try and do that on tomorrow's show. If not tomorrow, I'll do it on Saturday's uh, Wrestle Ramble. Um, and before we get out of here, let's have a quick 80% fact. Let's do that. Uh, this comes in from Reese, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, housemate Simon, the next big thing, Pete. And just because it was his birthday recently, Andy. Oh. I hope this, fem- hope this female, I hope this email <laughs> finds you well. That's um, so Ellis and John on, uh, they were on Radio X, they're now on Five Live. Uh, their email jingle was the, the song, The Female of the Species, but they just cut off the first bit, so it's the email of the species. <laughs> It's very clever. I hope this email finds you well. I bring you today an 80% fact that I heard while at work yesterday. Did you know that before becoming a lawyer and president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler? I like to think his name was also Chopper at the time. Now, full discourse, the source of this is a TED talk taken by Eric Bischoff on how (laughs) modern news media has become like pro wrestling. So I presume Luke won't believe it since he apparently hates him. And he's not wrong. <laughs> Brackets. May send a question about that in the future, as of the three big promotions of the 90s have always seemed at least morally reprehensible to me. Uh, as of the... He's always seemed the least morally reprehensible to me. That may be... That may be, yeah. you know, but he still has only had one idea. Um, yeah. Thank you for all the consistently fantastic content. Kind regards. Reese, and before anyone says the cruise waits, Paul Heyman did it first. Uh, but that <laughs> is... Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that one. So I remember there was a period in time where Wikipedia... Uh, people were just like hacking Wikipedia pages. Hey, pack it. You can, anyone can edit it. Yeah. To change all the former presidents into wrestlers. And I genuinely would not be surprised if Eric Bischoff had got a lot of his research from Wikipedia. Yeah, that yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, actually. But there also may be some truth behind it. But Maybe. We'll, we'll never know. It's an 80% fact. That is all we've got time for on this episode of the podcast. You're going to get double episodes tomorrow because... It is not only the NXT review, but also it is Extreme Rules Predictions and Fight for the Fallen Predictions. I've made an executive decision. We're going to do both at the same time. We're going to oh, live God, stre- okay. We're going to live stream them in the morning um, and we'll have a chat about both shows. So, Okie dokie. Executive decision made. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.